0: Welcome to another exciting episode of It's Raining Mets, as in Meteorologists, and we're so glad uh, that you checked us out. Of course, you can check all our podcasts out here on cbs21.com or wherever you find podcasts. So the lineup is there, and we've always got something fun to talk about. And finally, finally, we get to talk about springtime. It's meteorologist Tom Russell here, and because of uh, corona, it's just me this time. So I got a couple of things to chat about, and uh, we always like it when you offer your uh, reflections as well, maybe on Facebook or any of our social media. So feel free to chime in if you like uh, so let's talk about spring because this one is not only uh, uh, just glad it's here it's one of the earliest ones in more than 100 years so this is pretty incredible as we've seen uh, the springtime arrive March 19th you know usually it's around the 21st sometime the 20th but it's really early this year came in uh, March 19th at 11:50 so that, the last time it arrived this early was 1896 a whopping 124 four years ago. So you might be saying, Tom, why why so early this time? How's that work? Well, it has a lot to do with uh, the Earth's rotations around the sun, uh, how the calendar falls. So I'll give you a little quick rundown here. So our earliest spring the that we've seen in 124 years, you know, usually it falls on the 21st, sometimes the 20th, but this time on the 19th. So it's a result of leap years and the subtle impacts that those extra days have on the timing of the Earth's orbit. So you got to think big scale here. Every year, as the Earth makes one full orbit around the sun, there are two equinoxes, one here in March, the other in September, marking the changing astronomical season. So it takes 365.25 days for Earth to complete one revolution around the sun. So it's not just 365 days that nice and clean, right? And that figure can actually vary a little bit from year to year. So as such, we do adjustments to the calendars that we call Leap years and they're built in to compensate for those variations. So we catch up or we make up. So leap years are usually observed what every four years, and there are additional conditions to keep that calendar synced with the solar year. So leap years must be evenly divisible by four, and if the year is evenly divisible by 100, it's not a leap year. The years 1800, 1900, and 2100, for example. Anyway, what we're getting to is that we got to go through all these hoops here to keep the uh, to keep things on track. So our vernal equinox comes in uh, came in on Thursday at 11:50. So you got all that. I don't know how they keep track of all this stuff, but they do. Uh, and of course, you know, as we head towards springtime, the seasonal change has to do with the tilt of the Earth. So you know the earth rotates on its axis as it occurs as it circles the Sun but it's that 23 and a half degree tilt that gives us the different seasons. so as we head towards summer we're tilted uh, with the sunshine in the northern hemisphere and of course in winter uh, it's uh, it's ahead of the southern hemisphere so we get into the the colder stuff so a little uh, science 101 there but happy spring by the way as we welcome in a new season that is very welcome. Now the uh, topic on everybody's mind is Corona, so let's kind of equate that to what we're seeing with the with the coronavirus, because the hope is that maybe, just maybe, the warming will help help eradicate or at least slow down the spread of the virus, and that seems to be happening in China. So in those, uh, you know, China is so large, some of those portions uh, in the warmer sector before other portions have seen uh, somewhat of a decline. So you say, well, you know, viruses actually spread better in the cold and it has not so much to do with temperature but the fact that we're all cooped up right that's what we always hear about the fact that we're together we're touching the same stuff and then when we get outside in the summertime those viruses tend to wane so it doesn't have as much to do with temperature as it does how we live in society and how we interact with each other so we're outside warmer stuff but i was reading an interesting article on uh, one of the previous viruses, where they actually set up these tent camps for taking care of those uh, in, infirmed, and 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 basically being outside in the in the atmosphere, the, the, there's less likely of a spread to the medical professionals, uh, to the patients themselves. They seem to get uh, well quicker. So there is some truth to that. So you know, as the weather gets nicer, especially in the nicer climates, you may see some outdoor Uh, facilities set up like that. We've already seen the outdoor swabbing thing, right? Uh, But these are kind of interesting. If you want to check out some of those on Google, I can't remember if it was the Spanish flu or one of these other ones that I was reading about, but they actually set up these medical camps outdoors and it's said to really limit uh, the impact and the effect on those uh, those trying to treat the folks and those trying to recover and get better too. So there's a lot of hope here that as we warm that that should help. So one of the stats that I pulled out, This was uh, out of MIT. They used data compiled by Johns Hopkins University. The researchers found that the maximum number of coronavirus coronavirus transmissions occurred in uh, regions that had between 3 and 13 degrees Celsius during the outbreak. outbreak. So in contrast, the countries that had a mean temperature 18 degrees C or above had seen fewer than 5 percent. Uh, fewer than 5% of the total cases. So in other words, the warmer stuff gets it less. So the pattern seems to show up here in the U.S. where the southern states like Texas, Florida, Arizona have seen a slower growth rate than northern states like Washington. We've seen that in New York, Colorado, California. Uh, so if you kind of look at that, which spans north and south, the growth rate seems to fall in between. Okay, so that's a positive thing as we look towards uh, hopefully eradicating or or at least getting the slowdown on COVID-19. So there is some some link there to warming up. And again, it may have to do mostly with our habits and and how we interact with each other. And that's one of the reasons we're doing the whole social distancing thing and not going out and, and, uh, you know, avoiding one another, keeping that six foot space and and all that. So lots to uh, hopefully be encouraging about the uh, about the virus itself. So I am excited about that, or at least hopefully be excited about that. All right, so now we're into spring. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was uh, when we get into spring, we got to start thinking about severe weather. And for us, our severe season in central PA tends to be uh, later into May and early June. The exception, though, last year, remember what happened in April, we had that week of Wow. Tornadoes off the charts. We had a record amount of tornadoes. What was it? I think it was 18 tornadoes in a span of a week. Maybe it was eight days um, in April. So it was really early and it was really active. Fortunately, after that, we didn't have much of a severe season. So that's a good thing. But nonetheless, it's time to start thinking about what to do uh, in the case of severe weather. So now you're cooped up. Now your whole family's home. So you really need to have a plan. Hey, if we get a tornado warning, we get a severe thunderstorm, what are we doing? Okay, we're all going to the basement, and in particular this section of the basement. And it's a good time to remind kids that, hey, we're going to uh, grab our bicycle helmets. We're going to grab pillows. We're going to grab some blankets, and we're going to go into this interior room, away from windows, kind of review that stuff that, uh, you know, we forget because we haven't had much severe weather in a while. So now we're kind of dealing with it. Uh, once again, coming toward us again, it tends to be later for us, May, June, even lingering into, uh, July, but nonetheless, never too early to get ready. And now that we're all home, it's good to have a good plan in place and get ready for a severe season. So spring is good that we're warming up, but it also means some volatile weather, um, that we'll be dealing with as well. All right. Speaking of volatile weather, I want to transition to this because as you're listening to this, there's some colder air moving in. And I think what I see longer, short-term, longer-term, uh, possible snow and, and possible colder outbreaks as we push towards April, because we've been so darn warm this whole winter that we're thinking like, man, once we cross that spring threshold, wow, it's just going to be, you know, warm, we're going to be wearing shorts, and and that's not usually the case here in central PA. And that kind of plays into what we talked about with the severe weather because you need that clash of the warm and the cold to get severe weather. And honestly, that's what springtime is all about. It's those ups, those downs, the changing weather that we're constantly dealing with. So um, we'll be feeling that here. So we're getting ready for severe season. I do see a lot of cold air in uh, in the offering here as we go through the next month and a half. So this is not going to be smooth sailing. Matter of fact, uh, as we look into uh, Monday, as we get past the the chillier weekend, we're looking at the possibility of some light snow on Monday and the potential for a decent snowstorm through the northeast. So this is pretty impressive when you think about that. Uh, let me double check the date. What is Monday? Because I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but what's that, the 23rd? So we've got a colder weekend. With that cold air in place, our next system moves in. So, very early Sunday night into Monday, the potential for some snowfall, some of it legit to Mary, you know, you could see one or two inches. So, keep checking out our latest forecast at cbs21.com. But throughout the Northeast, the potential here for a legitimate snowstorm. And you say, wow, it's, you know, it's springtime, it's March. Well, just what, two years ago, we had snow on March 21st a legitimate, you know, 10, 12-inch snowfall. So it's not unusual to get snow. I've been kind of alluding to that. Uh, other people give me the, uh, the rolling eyes, but I've been saying I, I feel in my gut that we still have a snowstorm left in us here <laughs> before we're done. I mean, I, we just haven't had anything. You know, you look at the official numbers, we have 5.1 inches for the entire, entire season. So I don't think we're quite done yet. I think we got some cold air to contend with as we push towards April. So, you know, if you look in the past, we get to Easter, everybody wants to wear the the nice Easter dress or the short sleeve stuff, and and the next thing you know, it's freezing. So I think we're going to end for one of those kind of of, uh, spring times, and and April's in particular, lots of ups and downs. So, yeah, we can get pushing 80 one day, and we can also be not getting out of the 40s the next day. So that's why I love weather because it's it's always changing like that. So I am looking forward to the – to the coming weeks, I hope you are. My 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 hope and my prayer is that we don't have to deal with severe weather. Because the one thing that that came to mind is, look at Nashville. Nashville was dealing with uh, just a horrendous tornado aftermath, all this damage, and then right on top of that, you're into COVID nineteen quarantine. So how are these folks getting hope uh, help? So the last thing we want is a natural disaster on top of our already stressed. Uh, uh, communities, our, our first responders, our hospitals. So let's uh, let's say our prayers that we keep uh, this stuff at a minimum. Unfortunately, it is that season, and you're going to see uh, some severe weather work its way, you know, through the southeast. The southeast has been hit really hard. Here in central PA, we've been getting off pretty easy. We haven't had to deal with snow. We haven't had severe weather. But in the southeast, they've been they were in a drought in the fall, then dealing with extreme flooding here through most of the first part of the year. And now they're moving into the severe weather season, and you saw the devastation in Nashville. So, just something to keep an eye on. It also reminds us that as Americans, man, we got to pull together. And in particular, as Central PA folks, we got to look out for one another. A lot of folks are going to be stressed. Uh, remind them that it is going to be okay. You know, we got to stick together. We got to be there for one another as we uh, as we go forward. So, all right. So we talked about a lot. We talked about springtime, uh, coronavirus, and of course, we'll have all the very latest uh, for you at cbs21.com. Always check that out. Please share the podcast if you like it. It's called It's Raining Mets, so you can check it out uh, however you got to me here at cbs21.com. It's always posted there, but also available at uh, wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot of places to to grab those. Again, it's Tom Russell from CBS 21. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. Be looking out for each other, and we're all going to get through this together. Thanks.